Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Nachman Shor. Meseches Yoma has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shmuley Katz, Le'ilay Nishmas, Mars Hanel Abbas, Reb Shraga Fleischman, and Reb Shimon Ben Reb David. The Gemara and uh, Yuma, the bottom of Ayin Zayin Amid Beis, leading into Daf Ayin Ches, talks about the uh, river that L'Asad Lava will be come out from the base Kachay Kedashim, and that this river will grow in size, and it'll be Mizgaber Va'oyla Achamagia Lepesach Base David, that'll be get bigger and bigger until it comes Lepesach Base David. And when it comes there, Nasa Kenachel Shaitef, like a river, Shabo Reichten Zavin Vizavos Nidos Vialdos. And then the Gemara brings a Pasik, by Yoimahu Yem Karniftach Lebeis David, Uli Yoishve Yerushalayim Lechatos Ulanida. And Rabbi Yosef Darshans from the end, the end of that pasuk, Yoshve Yushlaim Lechatos Ulanida. It's a remez that the mikvah, a nida, should be tivelin, should be big enough. Shetzricha Leishev at Savara Bamayim. The height of the water should be that when she's sitting down, should be up to her neck with water. And then the Gemara concludes with less hilchasa we don't paskin like Rav Yosef that the height of the mikvah water for the nida has to be ad savara when she's sitting. And the Mefarshim argue what is the less hilchasa kavase? When the Gemara says we don't hold like Rav Yosef, is it lechumra or lekula? The Siach Yitzhak brings that the shear is higher than up to her neck when she's sitting. The way normally a woman should be toivel lechatchila is derech gidilasa. And therefore, since we don't want her to bend down too much when she's doing a tvila, we want a shear higher than up to her neck when she's sitting. The Shulchan Aruch Taka brings Halacha Lamaisa in Yeridea, Simen Kuftza Ches, Simen Lamed Vav, Tzorach Sheyia Mikva Gavaya Mimal Tibura Zeres Lepachos. It has to be at least a Zeres above a Tibura. The Be'er Agoyle says that Zeres is a Chatzi Ama of Shisha Tvachem. The Rabbein Al-Yakam brings the other way. The less Hilchas Kavase is Lakula. Rabbi Yosef holds Sheteshev Ad Savara, and it shouldn't be very low, the water. Leis Hilchas Kavase, that even if it's so low that she has to, to be Tevel, lay down in it, as long as she can lay down in it and have her guf covered, that's good enough. And that's the less Hilchasakavase like Rav Yosef. But even if it's just low the water enough that she can lay down and be covered, kal guf, that's good enough. But either of the ways that we learn this Gemara, Rav Yosef is coming to give a shear about the height of L'chatchila uh, at least, uh, the height of the water for the mikvah, and the less hilchas either l'chumra or l'kula. The Igris Moshe in uh, Yeridea, Chelek Aleph, Simon Kav Vav, has a chiddush took away to learn the Gemara of Yav Yosef. He learns it as a raya to a taz. The Shulchan Aruch in Simon Kav Tzad Ches, Sif Lamed Hay, brings the whole way a woman should be standing when she's tovel, 
she shouldn't be too much bent, too much with the hands close to her, too much, uh, they should be spread apart, and at the end of the sif, the, uh, the uh, Mechaba says, um, that the Imshinsa could go and shashachsa b'yaisa, uzakva b'yaisa, she a little bit bent too much, or stood up too straight, also la tefillah, it's still good at tefillah, and then the Mechaba finishes, v'yesh misha'ayma shalom also. There's another daya that if she's not so exact and careful in, in how she stands and bends a little, so there might be folds in the, uh, in the uh, skin, the chatzitzes when she's taival, and lo also lo tefila. The Taz asked the Kasha, how could it be that yesh misha aymash lo also? Earlier in Simen Lamed, the Mechaba says, she doesn't have to lift her feet because, he says, the Mayim already went on her feet when she entered the Mikvah. In other words, when she entered the Mikvah, the water already got on the bottom of her feet. So now, even when she's tayvul and she puts her kol guf in, if her foot is on the standing on the floor of the mikvah, there's at least a chibur between the water that was on her foot before she put it down to the water of the mikvah around her. And that chibur between the water of the mikvah and the water that's under her foot from when she first went into the mikvah is good enough to make it that the water under her foot is considered mei mikvah. Therefore the Taz says, how could it be in this case, when the woman, when she's being tivel, if she puts her arms too tight together, or her legs too tight together, there's going to be a problem of chatzitza, the water that was on it, before she made it too tight, should get mechuba to the mikvah water, and it should be good enough to be a tefillah. So the Taz says it must be this chash in Simon Lamed Hay is that she's going to pull her arms close together before she even enters the mikvah at all, before it gets wet at all. And therefore no water will get on the fold and therefore she won't have a chibur between the mikvah water and the water on a fold because she'll have folded it before she entered the mikvah and there won't be any water there at all. So Rabbi Moshe, the Igris Moshe says this is what Rabbi Yosef was coming to say. Rabbi Yosef was not coming to give a shear about the height of the water in the mikvah. Rav Yosef was saying, the woman, the woman should sit in the mikvah before she fully dunks herself under the water. Because if she sits first in the mikvah, so the water is going to get on all her body, then even if when she goes completely under with her head, she has some parts of her body that she pulls tight together, there won't be a problem of the mikvah water not getting there, because since it got wet before she folded any part of her body, there'll be a chibur between the mikvah water and the water that's, uh, that was on there from before. And that's the din of Rabbi Yosef. Not to give a shir to the goyva mikvah, just to tell you that mikan remez, that before the nida is taival, she should sit ad tzavah 
And even though the Gemara finishes less Hilchas HaKavaseh, less Hilchas HaKavaseh, meaning we don't have to be Chayshish so much, and therefore you, the Nida doesn't have to first sit at Tzavara, she doesn't have to worry so much about the folds, but still it comes out that the dinner of Rav Yosef would be an appropriate thing to do. And therefore it's a riot to what the Taz says, it's nachon for every woman to first sit in the mikvah before she completely dunks herself in order to make it that there won't be any problem if she pulls her arms or her legs too tight. The Taisvis and Ein Ches Amar Aleph brings that they asked Rav Yehuda Goyen, Tfilas Nida Midaraisa Minalan, how do we know a nida has to be toivel to get rid of the Thomas nida? The Havamina being that nowhere in the Pasha of nida does it say that she has to be toivel to remove her tumma. The Pasuk just says, Shivas yamim tiyad tibinidasa, and it never mentions tvila there. And therefore the Kasha is, the Havamin is, that perhaps a nida should be tame seven days, and at the end of the seven days, the tumor should just leave her. Tysus brings that the Rav Yehuda Goyen answers that we know it from a kalvachayma, that since the Torah tells us that the things the Nida touches, the kalis that the Nida touches, they need tvila to be tahar, therefore kalvachayma, if the things that the Nida does maga that she touches, they need feel to be tahar. Kal the nida herself should need feel to be tahar. And on this terrace, the uh, the sefer Eshkol at the beginning of Hilchas Mikvos asks: L'chayra, all we could learn from this kal is that a nida should need tvila for tahiros, just like kela need tefila in order to make them tahar to use them together with tyrus with kachim. So the nida, in order to touch tyrus, in order to touch kachim, she should need tefillah. But this kalvachayma would not teach us that she needs tefillah l'tayra In fact, the Sefer Eshkel says, we see that by a yoledes, that after she's tevil, there's a period of tevulas yoyim arach, where she's mutal but still is not a lot of kachim. Furthermore, we see that how the Rabbanon were machmer l'inyan tyrus versus baila. That l'inyan tyrus to be metar her, she needs kavana in the tefila, while l'inyan baila, even a tefila without kavana would be metar her. And therefore we see that the isla baila is more kal than the tyra as far as tyrus. And therefore, even if you have a kalvachayma, that she needs tefillah because her maga needs tefillah, so her herself needs tefillah, l'chayra, that could be only a kalvachayma as far as making a tar But still, we would not know that she would need tefillah to be matalabayla. Maybe as matalabayla, after seven days, she's automatically mutter. And what we do see from this kasha of the eshkol is that as far as Anida, that which makes her Asa is not the Tumah. The Tumah's Nida and the Isa are two separate things. 
So much so that the Eshkel wants to split it and say, you only have a Raya that she needs Tfila for Tyrus, but maybe she, she'd be Mutalabaila even without any Tfila. That they're not Tully Zabazah. Rabbeinu Tam himself learns that we will learn out this thing that a need, needs Tfila from what's written, the clay Midyan. By the clay midyon, it says they did tefila on the kalim and b'mei nida yischata. So we darshan it mayim shenida tovelus b'hem comes out. We see from there that there's a concept of tefila by a nida. And the gvura saritaka points out this drasha will teach us even that a nida needs tefila labayla because since the pasuk used the lashon mei nida. And didn't use a lashon of one of the other tamim in the Torah, so it must be teaching us a tvila yaseira sheyesh benida that's not by other tamim, and that's tvila labayla. And don't say it's just coming to teach the Gvurasari says that a nida needs tvila latiras, because he says that we already learned from the kalvachayim of Rabbi Huda Gaim. Salkarchach this pasuk of mei nida where it specifies Nida over all the other Tmeim in the Torah, must be teaching us there's a concept of Tefillah by a Nida, even Labala. The Rambam in Surah Bia, Perik Dalet, Allah Gimel, he learns it out from Verachatzu Bamayim. That Pasuk he learns, which is not written in the Parsha of Nida, but he learns that a binyanav for all tamei that have betumaso adche yitvo. So even though we don't have a pasuk written in the parsha of nida, we have a pasuk for rachatu b'mayim, which is used as a binyanav. Again, we would have the same problem with the Rambam that we have with the Rav Yehuda Gayan. This would just teach us that a nida needs tefila for Tyrus. But maybe for Labala, which we see is more kal, maybe the Nida would not need Tvila. The Ritva in Mesech the Shabbos learns it out from the Pasuk that we have here in Agamar and Yuma. Since it says, So it teaches us there's a concept of the Tvila by Nida. Again, you would have the same kasher of the Eshkol, that maybe that's just Tvila Latiris. How do we know Tvila Labayla? And furthermore, this would be coming out, you'd learn the whole thing from a, uh, a Pasuk in Kabbalah, not in Chumash, you'd have to say it's some sort of Gilui Milsa. The sheet of Rabbi Akiva in Shabbos, Samach Dalet Amit Beis, is that there's a drasha v'yadava benidasa, so at least if we follow the sheet of Rabbi Akiva, that make that drasha from those words, at least according to Rabbi Akiva, we would have a drasha to know that a nida needs tvila b'mayim. The Gemara in, middle, in the middle of Amr Aleph and Ayin Ches talks about using different types of wet towels to be mekaneach, pana of yada v'raglav, and Tishabov and or Yom Kippur. And we come out from the Gemara that there's three different types of towels. One is a towel that was soaked in water. We'll call that a wet towel. The other one is a towel that was soaked in water and then was wrung out. We'll call that for brevity a wrung out towel. 
And the third type of towel is one that was not wet with water at all. Just you used it on uh, Erev uh, Yom Kippur to wipe your hands, and because of that, there's some moisture in the towel. We'll call that a moist towel. And the Gemara brings a story about Rabbi Shua ben Levi, and actually also a memra of Rabbi Bamari, that they were naive to use these towels on Yom Kippur and on Tisha B'av, but they were more machmer on Yom Kippur than on Tisha B'av. And depending on two different uh, girses in the Gemara that Rashi has, what they did on Tisha B'av and what they did on Yom Kippur. According to one girsa, the Chumrah of Yom Kippur was that on Tisha B'av they would use a mamish wet towel, while on Yom Kippur they would use a wrung-out towel, or according to the other girsa, on Tisha B'av they would use a wrung-out towel, and on Yom Kippur all they would use would be a moist towel. And even though the sugya, the Gemara in Psachim, Daf Nun Dalet Amit Beis, seems to equate Tisha B'av and Yom Kippur as far as the Isra Chitza, that's not necessarily a stira to our Sigya because the Chumrah of Yom Kippur is not as the Chumrah in Rechitza, but it's a Chumrah in Tzchita. In other words, if you learn that Tisha B'av it's Muta to use a wet towel, the Yom Kippur, the reason you have to use a wrung out towel is because if you use a wet towel, you might come Lidei Tzchita. And if you follow the girsa that even on Tisha B'av you can only use a wrung out towel, because a wet towel would be an Isra on Tisha B'av. So therefore on Tisha B'av you can only use a wrung out towel. So even on Yom Kippur you can't even use the wrung out towel, because even that you might calmly deschita. Maybe you won't wrung it, wring it out enough, and therefore you might calmly deschita. And therefore, you have to use just a moist towel, a towel moistened from uh, drying your hands with it the day before. The Gemara then brings an, uh, another memra, a memra of Rabbi Yaakov, the Rav Tachlifa, Ipcha Martalon, that he says that he had heard that Tisha B'av we were more machmer. And on that, the Gemara says it cannot be on Tisha B'av we were more machmer because on Yom Kippur there's always the problem of schita, and therefore it can never be that Tisha B'av were more machma as far as the rechitza. The Mepharshim speak, what was the havamina that Tisha B'av should be more chamer as far as rechitza? So that there are different approaches. The Meiri says that Tisha B'av possibly could be chamer Yom Kippur, because there's a din aveles, chutz, that there's a din tshuva like all tanesim, that Tisha B'av, there'll be an Indian of tshuva like there is on all tanesim, like on Yom Kippur, there's tshuva, but since there's added on the din of aveles with the tshuva, so therefore you could have a havamina that Tisha B'av would even be more chamer as far as the rechitza. Taisi Yishonim on the daf gives a svara, that maybe Tisha B'av, which is entirely Dirabanan, there's an Indian of Chizik Yosem Mishal Taira, that there could be a Havamina here, that the Rechitza should be more Chamer on Tisha B'av. 
There's a svara of the netziv that according to those who hold that the shari nuyim is the rabbanan, so rechitza and yom kippur is all the rabban is also the rabbanan. Therefore, Tishabav is a much more chamedik drabanan. It's in like an isum Kabbalah. So therefore, again, we could have a havamina that Tishabav should be more asa berachita than Yom Kippur. The Rambam and Hilcha Shvitzis Asa Perik Gimel Halacha Hey brings down the halacha that by Yom Kippur that we use a wrung out towel. We can make the towel wet, but you have to wring it out. And then it's mutter to use on Yom Kippur. The Rambam in Hilchas Tishabav does not say what the halacha is as far as a towel on Tishabav. So the Lecha Mishnah learns that the Rambam holds the maskana that Tishabav will be the same like Yom Kippur. He holds like this last memra of Amalei Rav Yaakov Rabbi Tachlifa Ipcha Martalan that Tishabav should be more chama. And then the Gemara says, Vuzvinach schita. But since the Yisra schita on Yom Kippur, so therefore by Yom Kippur you also have to wring out the towel. And therefore he holds the maskana, Tishabav and Yom Kippur are equal. And he doesn't bring the Alacha, Tishabav, because he doesn't have to say it, because the Alacha is the same like Yom Kippur. The Merkevis Mishnah writes, that the Rambam is maskim, that Tishabav is that Yom Kippur is more Chamer than Tishabav, And by Yom Kippur, the Rambam is writing that you have to wring out the towel. It has to be a wrung out towel. But the reason the Rambam says you have to wring it out is just because of the Issa Schita. He holds there's no Issa Rechitza with a towel, wet towel at all. And therefore, by Hilchas Tishabav, where there is no Malachas, he doesn't even say that you have to wring it out because it's Pashit since there's no Schita that you don't have to wring it out. And therefore the Merkavah Samishnah learns that the Rambam would hold by Tishabav you have to wring out, by Yom Kippur you have to wring out the towel, while by Tishabav you're able to use a regular wet towel. La'alacha the Ramah and Hilchas Yom HaKippurim Tufrei Shud Gimel Simintes Paskins that by Yom Kippur we only use a moist towel. We don't even use a wrung out towel. That even with a wrung out towel, he might not wring it out well enough. And commonly they schita. And therefore, Yom Kippur, we only use a moist towel. While in Hilchis Tishabov, in Simon Tuf Kuf Nun Dalid, Sif Yud Dalid, he paskins. That by Tishabav we could use a wrung out towel, and therefore Halacha is more machmer by uh, Yom Kippur than Tishabav. The Gemara on the top of Ayin Chesam and Beis discusses what type of shoes, what type of footwear we could wear on Yom Kippur. The Gemara brings different mices of Amarayim that they wore a sandal shal sha'am or a sandal shal gemi that these unusual materials are mutter to wear on Yom Kippur because they don't have a shame minol. The Gemara asks on that from a Mishnah in Shabbos, where there's a machlaikis, whether an amputee could go out with his wooden leg. Rab Meir holds he could, assuming that the assumption of the Gemara is because it's considered a minol. While Rabbi Yossi says you're not allowed to go out with the wooden leg on Shabbos, because it's not a minol, the Gemara assumes, and therefore there's an Issa And yet, 
the Bryce, the Gemara says there that both Rab Meir and Rab Yosi agree that you cannot go out with this wooden leg on Yom Kippur. So you see, even Rab Yosi, who holds it's not a minnow, holds that you cannot go out on Yom Kippur. And therefore, the sandal shall sham or shall gemi, even if it's not a minnow, should also be also to wear on Yom Kippur. Abayis answers like this. Abayis says, by the case of the wooden leg, the reason it's also to go out with it on Yom Kippur is because it's talking about a wooden leg where they put pillows, certain things that made it very comfortable, and therefore it's also on Yom Kippur because of Tainuk. Rava does not like this teret. Rava says, just because you put pillows in, does that turn it into a minnow? Rava seems to hold that it cannot be Asur on Yom Kippur unless it has a shame minnow. And therefore Rava says that Avada, Rameya, and Rabiose both hold that the wooden leg is considered a minnow. And that's why it's Asur on Yom Kippur. And that which Rav Yosi asks to wear the wooden leg on Shabbos, even though it's a minnow, is for a separate reason, a gezeira, it might fall off, and you might carry it in Rosh Hashanah. Rebbe Elchanan in the Kaivitz Aris in Yevamah, Simen Ayin Gimel, has a chakira to explain this machlokes of Abayi Verava. The source for the Inuyim, where we learn out the Chamesh Inuyim, is, as we said earlier in the Perek, from the five times the Pasuk says Ta'anu. One way to explain this is that the Bittel of the Inuy debts the Isser. Since we learn that out from Pesukim, Ta'anu is Nafshel Seichem, five different Pesukim that say Inuy, so the Guf of the Isser is the Bittel Ha'inuy. But the Gufa Issa is not the Achila or the Rechitza or the Sicha per se. It's this type of act that would bring you to a Bittala Inui. Therefore, Abaya holds like this side of the Chakira. And therefore, Abaya holds if you have some type of footwear that leads to Bittala Inui, you're wearing it with pillows or something that's mavatal the inoy, and you're being mavatal the inoy through some type of footwear, that's enough to be usur because the gufa is really the bitala inoy. That's what we learn from the Pasek. While Rava holds, the ta'anu is only how we make the alfusa. In other words, the Pasek says five times ta'anu. So the Rabbanan figured out there are five activities that most fit into things that alleviate Inui. And therefore, the, these five things, Achila, Rechitza, Sicha, Nila, Sasandal, are learned out from the five times Inui, because abstaining from these things bring Inui. But once we have the Yalfusa, the Gufa Issa is not the Bittala Inui. The Gufa Issa is the Achila itself, the Rechitza itself. We just use the Pasek to figure out which activities are the ones that are going to be Aser. But once the activities are Aser, those activities have to be done in Be'etzem. You have to do a real Rechitza, a real Sicha, a real Ne'ila Sasandal. So we can't come up with just a type of footwear that's mavatal the inoi. 
once we learn out the Alfusa, we learn out you need real Ne'ila Sasandal. And therefore, Rava holds, if it's not going to be real Nila Sasandal, it's not going to be Asur on Yom Kippur. I'll call Panim, the Maskana of Asugya, the way Rashi learns Rava, is that Rava is saying, not only is a minol shall or considered a minol, but a minol shall eight, a wooden leg, is also going to be considered a minol. And therefore, both of them will be usher to wear on Yom Kippur. And that which Rabbi Yosei disallows a wooden foot on Shabbos because it's carrying, is just not because it's carrying, it's really a minol that is not a masoi, but a gezeira because it might slip off. However, sandals of sha'am v'shal gemi, which are not considered a minol, those would be mutter to wear on Yom Kippur. The Ran asks, how would it be mutter to wear the sandal sal sham b'shal gemiyam kippur if you're telling me it's not a minnow? Therefore, we should have the hotzah problem. Since it's halachically not a minnow, it should be considered a masoi, not a malbush. And therefore, even though you could wear it Yom Kippur because it's not a minnow, you shouldn't be able to wear it Yom Kippur out in the street because of the problem of Hotza'ah. And the Ran is Mechadish, that which you can't wear a something that's not considered a minnow on Shabbos is because that's not the normal footwear on Shabbos. But the Ran says, An Yom Kippur, since the sandal shall sham v'shal gemi is what's mutter to wear on Yom Kippur, therefore on Yom Kippur that will be what's considered a minol as far as Hilchas Hotzah. And therefore the sandal shall sham v'shal gemi, which is halachically not considered a minol, is therefore mutter to wear on Yom Kippur because it's not a minol, there's no esanil sandal. And there won't be an Issa Hotzah, because the Gabe this day of Yom Kippur, that becomes the normal footwear, because that's what's mutter to wear. And therefore, even if you would wear the sandal Shosham, Shalgemi on Shabbos, it would be Hotzah, but on Yom Kippur, it would not be Hotzah. The Minchis Chinuch, Chinuch, and Mitzvah Shin Yud Gimel, has a fascinating suffix based on this Ran. He wants to know what would happen if a chaya, a woman who just gave birth, who's mutter to Nila Sasandal, she's mutter to wear leather shoes, what would happen if she would wear this sandal shall sham shall gemi on Yom Kippur? Do we say, since a sandal shall sham shall gemi is not normally considered a minnow, and normally there would be an isa but just on Yom Kippur, there's no Issa Hotzah, because since it's mutter for you to wear, it's the only thing that's mutter for you to wear. Therefore, it's not a Masoi. Maybe for this Chaya, who's mutter to wear a leather shoe, this, which is not a minnow, will be considered a Masoi, and will be Asa for Hotzah. Or do we say no? Since for all the Jews in general, on this day, the sandal shall sham shall gemi, is no isha hotzah, so therefore even by the chaya there will be no isha hotzah if she wore the sandal shall sham shall gemi. The Minchas Chinuch also says that la daito, that he holds, 
that if somebody would wear a leather shoe on Yom Kippur, not only would be over the Yisra of Nilas Asandal, but if he would go out to Rosh Rabbim, he would be over the Yisra Hotza'ah. Because he says that the Isser of Ne'ilas Asandal would turn this shoe into a Masoy and it would no longer be a Malbush. And he's medama it to what Rashi says in Erevin Daftzadak Hey Amid Beis. Rashi says, If a person would put on two Zug Tfilim, even though it would be a Tachshit, Mikal Makom Kivin the Over Al Bal Taisef. Since the second set of Tefillin will be Over Man Bal Taisef, the Issa Bal Taisef comes and creates the second set of Tefillin into a Masoy, and there will be an Issa Otzah. And therefore, the Minchas Chenech says the same thing here: the Issa that there is for the person to be Noel the Sandal would turn it that this leather shoe would become a Masoy. And therefore, not only will be over Nils Asandal, but be over Otsar. And the Minchas Chinuch says, even if the Inuyim are only Drabanan, Lechaira, even the Drabanan, the Geisel, the Mice, it's also for him to wear it, would make it into a Masoy, and therefore will be over Otsar on Yom Kippur. Now, as we said, Rashi here in the Maskana, learns Rav's Maskanya that the Machlaikis of Rameyer and Yaisai is not whether uh, eats a uh, sandal shalates is a minnow. Lavada sandal shalates, like a kava kiteya, it's a minnow. The Machlaikis just is whether there's a gzeira on Shabbos, whether the uh, shemet will fall off and will carry the Meshachar Rabbim. In Mesech the Shabbos, on this Mishnah, on uh, Samech Vav Aleph, Rashi learns that the Machlaikis Rav Meir of Yosei is whether a Kavakiteya is a minol or not. In fact, the Rajba says it's mashma like that from the Gemara there because Shmuel is totally the din chalitza with a sandal shalates in this Machlaikis Rav Meir of Yosei. By a chalitza, lechayir a Machlaikis is. Is this object considered a sandal, a shoe that you could do chalitza for, for, with it? And therefore, since the Gemara is Taylor, the Machlaikis Rabmei and Rabyaisei over there, not only in Shabbos, but in Hilchas Chalitza, it must be the Gemara over there holds that the Machlaikis Rabmei and Rabyaisei is whether a sandal shall eat is a minnow or not. And the Rajba says, you'll have to say that that sugya on Shabbos holds like a baya in our Gemara and Yuma that learned the Machlaikis Rameya and Rabyaisi was the Machlaikis whether it's a minnow or not. Taisus, however, learns that the sugya in Shabbos goes like the maskana of Rava here in Yuma. That Rameya and Rabyaisi agree a sandal shall eat is a minnow, and it's just a machlaikis, whether it's a gzeira, whether it'll fall off on Shabbos. If so, what's pshato in the machlaikis, Rab Meir, Rab Bechalitza, if they all hold that it's a minnow? Taisus learns it's the same machlaikis there. Rab Meir, Rab both agree it's a minnow, and therefore should be kasha for chalitza. The machlaikis just is, perhaps we can't use it for chalitza, because it says na'alo, na'al haroyolo by chalitza, 
And the same chashash that we have by Shabbos, we have by Chalitza. Since it could fall off, it's not considered a nalo, a nal haroilo. Now, as we've said, the maskana of Rashi in our sugya is that Rava is saying that Rameya and Rabbi Yosei agree a sandal shell eight is a minnow, and therefore will come out lamaskana. What's considered a minnow as far as Yom Kippur, or which is the uh, the prototype minnow, and eight is also a minnow will be also to wear on Yom Kippur. While Rashi would hold, shall Sha'am, shall Gemi, like the mices of the Amarayim, those are not considered a minnow, and therefore those you mutter to wear on Yom Kippur. Other Rishonim learn differently. The Rif learns that the maskana of Rava is that only a sandal shell or is a minnow. And Lalacha, only a sandal shell or is Asar on Yom Kippur. And the way the Ramban explains the maskanas of the Gemara according to the Rif is that Rava is saying that Rameya and Rabbi Yaisi are that a minnow shall eat is a minnow, but there's a Chachamim that argue on Rameya and Rabbi Yaisi, and they hold a sandal shall eat is not a minnow, and therefore according to the Rif, the only minnow that's Asur Anyam Kippur is a sandal shell or. The Balamor is on the other extreme. He says in the Maskana, when Rav is saying that Kuliyama told it's a minnow, not only is Rav saying a sandal shall eat as a minnow, but even shall sham v'shel gemi as a minnow. And Rav is saying we can't be soimach on all those stories with the Amorayim that was shandal shall sham v'shel gemi. Because in the Maskana, according to the Balamor, Rava is saying anything that's Megan is going to be considered a minnow as far as Yom Kippur. And therefore, the Balamar is the most Hamadikashita that all minnowim, anything that protects the foot, that is thick enough to protect the foot, would be considered a minnow for Yom Kippur. The Rambam in Hilchish Fisis Asar Perik Gimel Halacha Zayin says that a minnow shall or is Asa. But a minnow shall sham shall gemi uvachayitzaban is muta, but he does not say what he holds by a minnow shall eats. The Lecha Mishnah says, however, the Rambam does says by does say by Hilchas Chalitza that a minnow shall eats is possible. It seems to be that he holds it's not a minnow, and therefore the Lecha Mishnah says. We have to assume that the Rambam holds, since it's possible for Chalitza, it's not a minnow, and that he would hold a minnow shall eat would be mutter anyam kipper. The Shah Melch says that since the Rambam writes that the reason shall sham shall gemi is mutter is because you feel the floor, and therefore it's like you're going yachef, barefoot, that Lechairah would say that a wooden shoe, a sandal shalates, would be Asur on Yom Kippur. And therefore, that which the Rambam says, it's possible for Chalitza, might just be because of the Gezeira. The Gezeira we had said that a wooden shoe, we're afraid it's going to fall off, it's not a Na'alo. And therefore, it very well could be the Rambam holds the sandal shalates 
is Asr on Yom Kippur, because you would not be margish the floor, and even though he holds it's not a minnow of a chalitza, that could be for a side gezeira. La'alacha, the mechaber in Tafresh Yodalad, Simon Tafresh Yodalad, Simon Sif Beis, says, Asr linol sandal or minnow shall or, and afilu kavachiteyecha yoytzibay, afilu shall eitz umechupa or, he seems to be learning it has to be the R or Mechupa R is Asa. But the Mishmurbura brings down the H Mecharonim that are Machma by eight, even when it's not Mechupa R. And then he brings there are even those who are Machmer like the Balamar with any minol asoi from uh, different materials that are made like Aminalayim, Vumegan ala regal, Vieno margish klaushu yachef. That anything that makes it that you don't feel like you're barefoot, like the sheet of the Balamar, it's Megan in some way, so that some who are machmer even by that. So even though the Mishnah says la we could be uh, mekel and only uh, asa one shall or, but lemaisa there are even achroinim that are machma like the balamar and therefore would be mimin amufcha and amufcha maybe to wear just socks. Therefore he concludes af she'ain limchos biyana makila machrish shechanach v'rov achron makila mezeh. Mikal Mako, Misha Efshalo, Nachal Hachma Bezer, Falelech Ben Pelya shall beg it, Kinog, just but sacks. Achain, he says, Avada, if you have to go into the street, then Avada, you can't go out under sacks. But uh, that's the maskana of the uh, Mishnah Brura. We're in the middle of Ayin Ches Ahmed Bey's Tanarabanan, Tinaikis Mutarim Bechulan, Chutz Minilas Asandal. In the Havmina, the Gemara learns this. That a tinok is muta in all rechitza sicha, but the tinok is not able to do ni'ilas hasandal to himself. And the Gemara thinks, what's the chilik between ni'ilas hasandal and let's say rechitza and sicha? That ni'ilas hasandal, if the tinok does, since people don't sleep in their shoes, it will look as if the gadol did it to the tinok anyam kippa, while rechitza. Even if the Tinak washes himself, people will say the Gadol washed the Tinak yesterday and did not wash the Tinak on Yom Kippur. Which Rashi learns, is mashma, that even the Gedolim could be Reichetz, the Katan on Yom Kippur himself. And on that, the Gemara answers, Rechitza v'sicha are different since it's rivisayu. It's important for the health and the well-being and the growing up of the tinok. We allow the gadol to do it to the tinok on Yom Kippur, as opposed to nilas asandal, which isn't so critical. We would not allow the gadol to do it to the tinok on Yom Kippur. The maskana of the Gemara, therefore, the way Rashi seems to learn the sugya, rechitza and sicha is mutter for a gadol to do to a tinok on Yom Kippur itself, because ridu sayu, it's important for their health and their uh, growth and their well-being, while the ilas asandal will be usher for a gadol to do to the katan on Yom Kippur.
the Ran at the beginning of his parish on the eighth parish of Yuma wonders about this halacha. He says, if the Inuyim, the Shar Inuyim, are going to be the Raisa, like the sheet of many Rishonim, how will it be that Rechitza and Sicha will be Mutta for the Gadol to do to the Katan? We know there's an Issa that we learn out in Mesechtis Yevamis, Kufya Dalad, of Lo Sachilum, that there's an Issa for a Gadol to be Michael, a Katan, a Dover Aser. The Gemara has three sources for it. Uh, Dam, Shiratzim, and Tumas Kahanim, that there there's a Befeirish, a Pasek, that a Godol is not allowed to feed a cotton of Sheretz, or feed a cotton Dam. The Gemara has a Tzricha, so why you need all three sources. But at the end of the day, it's Asalosa Chilam to feed a cotton an Issa, to do what Issa be a Dayim to the cotton. So if Rechitza and Sicha is Asa Midaraisa, what would be the heter to do the Rechitza and the Sicha to the cotton? Now the Ran does not consider this a problem if we say Rechitza and Sicha are only Asa Midarabanan Yom Kippah. Apparently the Ran holds, like the sheet of the Rajba, the Rajba holds as no losachilam by Isure Dirabanan, where it's being done for the benefit of the cotton. So if it's only an Issa Dirabanan, and it's being done for the benefit of the cotton, we wouldn't have a Din Losachilam. So that, if the Ran holds like that, it's good what the Ran is asking. Bishlam, if it's a Dirabanan, the Rechitz and the Sicha, so I'm doing it for the benefit of the cotton, there's no Losachilam. But if it's going to be a Dirabanan, the Rechitz and the Sicha, then how can the Gadol do it? It should be a problem of Lo Sachilam. What we could be medayik from the Ran's Kasha is that the Ran holds as Lo Sachilam even where it's an Isser Asay. As you might say, perhaps Lo Sachilam is only by Lavim, like where we learn it out from. Dam, Shratzim, those are Lavim. Maybe there's no Lo Sachilam by an Isser Asay. But we see from the Ran's Kasha, from the, uh, the Mandiyama that holds the Inuyim, our Asa Midaraisa, even if it's Asa Midaraisa, just an Isra say, yet the Ran asks there should be an Isra Lo Sachilam. Similarly, Taisvis in Psachim, Daf Peiches Amad Aleph, asks a Kasha, how can we feed a Katan from a carbon Pesach? that he's not a monoyan, it should be a problem, lo sachilam. The Yisr of eating a carbon Pesach, that you're not a monoyan, the Chayr is also an Yisr say. And yet, Taisvis asks, there should be a problem, lo sachilam. So from that, Taisvis and Psachem, and the Ran here, we do see clearly, at least they held, that even by an Yisr say, there's an Yisr of lo sachilam. What's interesting is that the Ran is not bothered about the fact that we're Michael Kitanim on Yom Kippur. To food, eating on Yom Kippur, Lakuli Alma is a is, Samaritaisa, uh, it's a love in fact. And yet the Ran is only bothered how come you're allowed to do Rechitza and Sicha to the Kitanim, but he's not bothered about feeding Kitanim. The Chachma Shlomo is medayik from the Ran, that you must say that the Ran held, there's no los achila by achila anyam kippah, because since it could lead to sakana, 
that a cotton not eating is weak and can be a sakanus nefashas, therefore we would say there's no losachilam. It's not such an easy teretz to hear. The minchas chinach and shin yud gimel, mitzvah shin yud gimel, taka holds that there is losachilam even by achila by ketanem. He says if you'd have, if it's a sakanus nefashas, that you, could, you have to give the cotton to eat. But he says if you would have a seven year old who it's late in the afternoon in Yom Kippur, and he ate uh, dinner two hours ago, and now he wants to eat something for you to give it to him. L'chair, it's clear it's not so sakan in this case. What would be the hetta to give him? L'chair, it should be lo sachilam, and the minchas chinuch wants to say that should be lo sachilam, even by achila. We had the uh, Gemara on Ayin Zayin Amid Beis, where Shammai didn't want to feed the child, he didn't want to wash his hands, so they were goyzi, he should wash his hands because of the shifta. But from that Gemara also we clearly see that it seems to be that there's no problem of Los Achilim Bakatanim, unless you'll learn that Gemara is also holding where it's a case of a Sakana. But if we're just going to use this svara of Sakana, it's really not entirely clear why in all cases you should be able to feed a cotton, there should be cases and times where it's clearly not sakana, and there should be a problem to feed them. The Imre Mivasa brings another approach of the Chachma Shlomo. The Chachma Shlomo has an approach that perhaps on Yom Kippur, there's bechlal no din of Los Achilam. Los Achilam is by something that the Be'etzem, it's a Maisa Ha'isa, but a cotton's not muzzer on it. Dam, it's be'etzem, a maisa isa, the achila of the dam. The cotton is not muzzer on it, but there's an isa los achilim for the gadol to be meichel the cotton. But the Chachma Shlomo wants to say, on Yom Kippur, where the isa is Yisuve daita, and a cotton is not a bendas, so for the cotton to do something, achila or rechitza, on Yom Kippur, it's be'esem, not a maisa isa, because the maisa isa is yisuve das, and the cotton is not a ben das. And therefore, using this approach, the Chachma Shlomo wants to explain why there be no los achila on Yom Kippur, both by the achila, shesia, and the rechitza and the sicha. But the Imre Mivasa himself says he has a hard time with this teretz. He says, L'chaira, that which a cotton has no das, that's something well, with something tully and, and seichel, so he has no das. But we're talking about a hergish, just a feeling, a feeling better. So that the cotton also is shayich to Yisuvei Daita. He's hungry and he eats. It's miyasev his das. That which is not a ben das to make chaloisim things that need seichel lechayrudi yemreimavasa says is not shayich when we're talking here about yisuve daita. So then the yemreimavasa comes to say a chiddush in the din lo sachilam to take care of this problem with yom kippur. The yemreimavasa says that which the din of lo sachilam is only something that applies by an isa cheftza. You have a chayfetz of dam. You have a chayfetz of sheretz. It's a detestable, abhorrent, talachically abhorrent thing. So there's an iser in the object itself. So therefore, since the object is something that the etzem is usr, 
There's a din that the Torah said, not only can a gadol not eat it, but he can't feed it to a cotton since this cheft is itself a maise esa. But he says when dealing with something like eating on Yom Kippur, where the food is not be'etzem asa, we're dealing with a isa gavra. There's an isa on the person not to eat food on Yom Kippur. So he says when we're dealing with an isa gavra, that's not shayach lo sachilim to put an isa for the gadol to feed the cotton. The cotton's not someone who's shayach to an isa gavra at all. And therefore he says, Bechlal Yom Kippur, there's not going to be an Isolos Achilam, and that's why there's no problem with the Achilu Shesiyah, and there's no problem with Maskanas HaGemara with the Rechitza and the Sicha. To use this terrace, you'd have to add a little Knech that the Chazayin Yecheskel in Perik Dalet Halacha Aleph adds on. The Gemara does come out at the end of the day, that you cannot do ne'ila sasandal to the cotton. Now, if you're telling me there's bechlal no lo sachilim by yom kippur, so why would there be a problem with the ne'ila sasandal? Therefore, you're gonna to have to slightly modify this teretz. There is the isa lo sachilim, the real isa lo sachilim, the deraisedik lo sachilim is only by something that's an itza chefza dam sheretz macholos hasuris. Well, we're dealing with an Issa Gavra, so we don't have the real, the Raisa, the Kedin of Los Achilam, but there'll be some Shvacha type Los Achilam, a Drabonadika type Los Achilam. So that Shvacha Los Achilam, the Rabbana did not put on by something like Achilo, Shesia, Rechitza, and Sicha, and Yom Kippur, because Rivusayus, because it's important to the cotton for their growth and their well-being. But by Ne'ilas Asandal, since it's not important to the cotton's growth, it's not important for them to wear shoes on Yom Kippur, therefore, even though there's no real Los Achilam, because we don't say Los Achilam's, by an Issa Gavra, but there's the Shvacha Losachilim, the Strabonidika type Losachilim, which would apply to Nila Sasandal. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a nonprofit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.